And my brain has just turned to mush. Do you want to write it down? And then... <laughs> so, Ed, this episode, I would like to ask you a question. I want to know whether you've considered whether you'd go freelance as a developer or whether you want to take a job in a company. Well, this has definitely been something I've been thinking about. And especially as I'm now, I've been coding for a year or so. Um, and I'm starting to think about possibly well, possibly applying to jobs. But I guess that's a, another question for another week. Um, and I do like the idea of being self-employed or I guess freelance. But I'm not sure if it's necessarily the best way to start my career, especially as I've self-taught myself how to code um, I feel like there might be a lot in working for uh, or working in a team that is beneficial I mean I guess you have done both you've been self-employed and you've worked in a team do you have any insight onto which would be more beneficial well uh, the thing that I would recommend is exactly the opposite way to the way in which I actually did it um, so I quit the job I didn't like and decided to just become a developer and the way I became a developer was by calling myself a developer I just walked out the door and then the next day I was a freelance developer um, and I don't think that's the right way to do it I would much I would recommend to anyone else starting out that they try and find an actual job with as part of a team first do you not think that by doing that you have kind of thrown yourself in at the deep end and you've given yourself more opportunity to get a job just by saying, I'm a developer, this is what I'm going to do. You've just put yourself out there, you've thrown yourself in at the deep end and said, I'm going to learn all this stuff because I have to to earn my living from it. Do you think that's maybe on the other side of that has helped you? I think it has. Um, what I would say is there's a lot to be gained from naivety, sort of not knowing what you don't know. So when I, I'd been tinkering with websites for a very long time before I'd made that leap, so I thought I was in a position to be able to make websites and sell them, and I was, that was all there was to it. I didn't realise how much I didn't know about the process, about how about managing clients, and and we'll get into all the things that I, I didn't know later. But I think the pressure of suddenly you're on your own, you've got to make it work. The idea of that, like rolling a hard six, if you want to quote Battlestar Galactica, um, it's a it's a tough call. Um, and I probably the reason I wouldn't recommend doing what I did is because I think my circumstances were fairly I don't know if privileged is the right word, but I had a big safety net. For one, I was I was living at home at the time, so I didn't have to worry about rent too much, um, and I had enough. I had sort of three to six months living expenses saved up beforehand, and a lot of people don't have that luxury. That's a that's a really hard thing to to do if you're holding down a real job. So there is an element to which sort of packing that in and giving yourself some dedicated time can be really useful but like you say like in my position i i don't have the opportunity to do that because there's people that rely on me and i've got to earn a certain amount of money to stay where i'm living i'm in london it's expensive i've got the commute i've got bills to pay i can't just suddenly stop working and then take six months a year or whatever whatever i need to then suddenly be able to uh get a, be able to walk into a job fairly easily yeah and then let's not kid ourselves either that for the first particularly the first few months of me leaving were very um i was not earning a massive amount i am i was in a lucky position that i'd found uh, a client so a friend of a friend of a friend a friend of the family that needed a new website and was willing to sort of stump, stump up the cash and take a risk on someone who'd never done it professionally before so i was i had the lucky 
sort of break of having a client from day one but I was not making anywhere near a livable wage for quite a while and it wasn't then until sort of my client base grew and I became more confident that I was able to then find a job actually in it as part of a team and have a steady income that's interesting you say that that you suddenly started to get enough clients to be able to make enough money and then your next step was to take a job <laughs> the big thing about that is that when you like the more clients you have to manage and the more you have to the more exposure you get to the process of having to manage your pipeline so while you're working on one thing be thinking about what the next job is going to be and where that's coming from and managing that relationship you put in a lot of work and it you start to become more successful but that comes at the price of doing what you enjoy um, so you start to sort of take on all the aspects of running a business and marketing and maintaining your own kind of mini empire um, and that's not ne- well, for me that wasn't the work I wanted to be doing it kind of highlighted that I was spending time away from the code which is the fun stuff and then at the same time you're trying to learn how to code as well and do all this stuff but you're also trying to run a, a business I guess even though the business is yourself but it's, I guess it sounds like it's still a lot of work to keep on top of things yeah and that was that was the biggest learning coming back to the things that I didn't know it was the peripheral things the second order effects of trying to do your own thing uh, so yeah managing client relationships managing products uh, uh, managing project life, life cycles and do you, is that one of your favourite parts of the job working with clients Tom <laughs> I can detect a note of sarcasm in your voice there. No, it's, um, yeah, I've spent, having spent a long time in an agency world as well, sort of after my freelancing, my next job was an agency one and then the next job after that. Um, and, and I've had yeah more agency roles since. And a lot of that is client facing and sort of dealing with people and, or dealing with product, um, project managers and yeah, moving over to a more product centric role, um, the best thing about that was my desk does not have a phone on it anymore and my day is not going to be interrupted. But I think that is possibly a question for another time. So I was going to just quickly ask, and so an agency role, that's just working for a company. I guess it's like doing what you were doing, self-employed, but there's a company running all the business side of it. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so someone is managing those client relationships and kind of getting the work and then saying, right, for the next few months, you're going to be doing this thing or in reality it's generally in my experience particularly early on it was for the next week or so you're going to be on this until the phone rings and there's someone angry who needs something else doing as an emergency so there's a lot of bouncing around and context switching but that's one of the reasons I would recommend starting off in a fast-paced agency environment that's it's it's hard work but because turnover is so quick on projects you're never really on one thing for more than six months certainly not I wasn't in the, the roles I was in um, you get to learn a whole lot of different things about the business of coding and the business of making websites particularly that you would not pick up if you were just on one long thing and as well i guess you pick up a lot on how to code as well and tips and tricks because you have to just because you're experiencing so many different things yeah i would say the biggest driver for learning in the first couple of years of, of being professional is that the pressure is on you've got to deliver um there are deadlines there are people who will not pay you if you do not give give them what they want and so you've got to got to make it work um and that's so what i found is that's so much easier when you're part of a team um so i came on i learned a lot as a freelancer um but i think i would have learned all of that in a third of the time if i'd have been 
if I'd had teammates around me and other people. So you're generally, if you're looking for a role, pick find somewhere where you've got more experienced coders around you and more experienced business people because you'll learn and just soak up that knowledge like a sponge if you can because you'll learn a lot from them. But I guess that's easy to say, isn't it? Just, I'll just find a team where you can work with more experienced coders. But for people like me just coming into it and we don't have much experience, it's probably it's quite a daunting aspect to go out and get a job whereas it might feel a bit easier to become a freelancer hmm. and I, th- I think something of that is like when i did it it was at the tail end of a recession and every there was like a massive upswell in certainly in the uk in the number of people freelancing because it's much easier to go out and start your own thing than it is to find a good position it is hard but one of the benefits of being brand new like you are is wherever you go um, and this isn't an insult this is just a level of, of sort of a marker of your level is that wherever you go everyone will be more experienced than you are and yeah, I don't take that as an insult at all. I'm ready. I'm. I'm. I feel like I'm at a point where I'm going to learn so much more now, being around people that know more than me. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that I don't just. I haven't just started off in that position. I like the 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 kind of the effort that I've had to put into learning stuff because I feel like it's made me a better learner along the way. Um, but I I feel like I'm at a point where if I was sat in a room with someone, I would be able to pick up a lot of knowledge and it's like you say learning about how how to get a project from beginning to end the development cycle things like that and it's like i can use git a little bit but i'm probably not using it correctly and it would be nice to pick up things like that and like testing i don't have a clue about testing to be honest and (laughs) i have never written a test (laughs) i think that there's there are lots of developers in the same situation um but yeah there's nothing like being in a professional environment where those things are just how it works most good places will train you up on their internal processes and what i've learned as well for bouncing around a few different companies is everybody's internal processes are different so you're going to have to learn that stuff from fresh anyway even if you're really experienced um but yeah like familiarity with git and using that in an environment where you're collaborating with other people is like the fastest way to learn that um and if you make a mistake and people start shouting at you that's a good way to <laughs> to hammer that knowledge in so you never forget that again but i guess another way of learning that would be maybe getting involved in an open source project because then i guess you get that experience of being in a team while not necessarily having to have had a job and i've been looking around for open source maybe this is a a question for another time yeah possibly uh, because i've got a lot of thoughts about that as well i think probably it's it's worth looking at the upsides to freelancing i've spent i've spent a lot of time saying that i wouldn't recommend it and it's not a good path but there are lots of really attractive features about being a freelancer particularly i guess if you're coming off the back of a job you're doing a career change and you want a different lifestyle um if you're freelance you are your own boss and you get to pick your own timetable i love working from home (laughs) it's my favorite thing but i just don't see how i just don't feel like i would learn enough working Mm -hmm. from home and just having more autonomy at the moment in a couple of years when i've picked up those skills yes that's something i definitely um think more about but for me personally i just think I'm going to learn a lot more, like you say, working in a team, not being isolated. And it's all well and good saying that um, it's great to pick your own pick your own um, schedule, but you can get when you're starting out, you get to pick your own schedule, provided your schedule is every hour of the day, all day, and at weekends. Because when the pressure's on, it's all consuming, and it's really hard to have that sort of switching off thing at the end of the day to to sort of sit back and process what your day has been like, and then just. Have, a, have to spend time with family and, and friends or just not working 
But in a way, if you've been learning how, if you've been teaching yourself how to code, then you're kind of probably used to that already. So for me, I come home and then I sit down for a bit with my girlfriend and then I get to the computer and do an hour or two of code if, I, if I'm up to it. So I'm used to like not having necessarily too much time to sit around, even though I do try to make, I do feel like it's still important to make that time to let your brain process stuff. Even though entry-level jobs can be demanding, and they are in their nature, they're very hard and you're learning a lot, there's also, that's a, a good point to celebrate almost because in a way you've made it. You're on the, you're, you might be on the first rung of the ladder, but you're there and you can, you've got a clear path in front of you. I think that the re- really the hardest bit is the bit that you're facing now, which is that transition between turning a hobby into a career. And I think it's that stopping stopping another career at the same time probably makes it particularly hard. Luck, like luckily for me, I've got like a a nice break point coming up when I'm going to be moving out of London. So I mean, I'm quite fortunate in that way that I can just kind of give it a clean break and just go. And I'm planning on just going for the coding and trying to find a job that way. But I guess for some other people, if you're maybe if you've got a family or you're there's other people relying on you then it's not it's not quite such an easy jump to make and Hmm. like as a teacher my i can't just quit my job and and say oh in two weeks i'm leaving i have to give well sometimes it's six months notice to be able to do that so that's i have to give myself quite a lot of lead time to be able to apply for a job elsewhere that's nuts the amount of uh, runway you have to have there (laughs) Yeah. yeah yes so if I want to, if I if I want to stop working in July I have to quit in April. That it's not quite 6 months but it's still quite a lot of time. No, oh, that's epic. Oof. Yeah. Um another plus to freelancing is the money as well. I think uh, freelancer day rates are generally higher than what you'd earn equivalent salary over that period. Um but that's tempered by again you've got to manage it and there's uncertainty so you may have busy spells you may have dry spells you may have to you may go months without having new work come in um so with the day the the increased day rate um kind of evens out i think over particularly over sort of a multi-year period um and i think yeah certainly from starting out there are more there are companies that look for junior developers there aren't companies that look for junior contractors or consultants i think people need someone with a track record then so if you're coming off a successful career and you've got a good portfolio and you've got like a lot of experience under your belt and you can talk the talk and walk the walk, then you're in a much stronger position. Whereas if you're coming completely fresh from something else, that's a much less appetizing prospect to people looking to hire freelancers. So just thinking about, well, thinking back to our last episode as well, um, do you think it would be tougher for, say, I'm more interested in back-end coding. Surely it's going to be harder for me to get work as a freelancer because surely the way i think of it is generally people are going oh i want a website and then you could go okay here's a, i've built your website here you go here it is on the internet whereas if you're more into like the back end side of things then i've i feel like there might be a, lo- a less work there i would say certainly in my limited experience we've hired as many we've outsourced as many front end as back end jobs i think the trick is not if you were a back-end developer freelancing would be not to look for clients with the who were looking for the entire package but to find companies or make relationships with other agencies in your area um so we as an agency would often find ourselves swamped with 
with work at, at times at busy periods and we'd get freelancers in or contractors for short-term projects just to kind of handle the workload and often the stuff that we struggle with is the back-end stuff okay yeah i, I, I just didn't i had no experience of that and it was just that's good to know <laughs> yeah that's the point it's something i'd never really thought about they just kind of i just assume it's equally easy for everybody um but people don't necessarily know that um no yeah, we've we've worked with with people on all all aspects of coding and i think yeah there's a lot to be said for working with companies and agencies rather than trying to find sort of independent clients yourself and it sounds like you're made up your your mind's made up you want to you don't want to freelance to start with no i don't th- I, I don't think so i mean weighing the pros and cons i think and i i kind of like this i'm at the moment i'm will appreciate the stability if once i get my job <laughs> um I will appreciate the steady income and not having to worry about whether I'm getting paid this month and things like that. So. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a, a there's a lot to be said for it, and I think it's something we will revisit over the next few months as well as we carry on. Um, and it will be interesting to chart your progress, particularly as someone who's right on the cusp of all this exciting stuff. Um, yeah, hopefully, imagine that I can uh, announce my new job on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I, I definitely think that in six months or a year, we're going to have a really interesting discussion about how you feel about freelancing versus working in for a job, because you'll have some experience under your belt by then, for sure. And hopefully, I'll be able to share a lot of information. And the things that you'll pick up on as well will be more um, relevant to other newbies as well. Hopefully, the best thing about this podcast, looking back in a year or two years' time, is going to be the charting of your journey. Yeah, like you say, it'll be a nice record for me to listen back and hear how naive I was about things in these first few episodes. (laughs) But the reason for sharing this as well is that there are lots of people in a similar situation and I think it will be good for them to see a success story because there are so many success stories and they're not necessarily all documented. Generally, the success stories are once people have had the success i find like all these stories i read i it's kind of it's what is it selection bias you just hear the ones that have got through you don't hear the ones currently struggling and that's what i found when i've been reading articles and listening to podcasts and things yeah there's a lot there there's a lot to be said for that it's tough to work out how much particularly like with startup culture the selection bias thing or survivor survivorship bias whatever they call it is oh, intimidating uh, so as usual thank you for listening um, you can find us on twitter at aqo code that's a-q-o-c-o-d-e and subscribe to us in your podcast player of choice as well and if you've got the time and would like what we're doing please leave a review it really does help thank you and see you later <laughs> yeah that'll do <laughs> yeah that'll do yeah. <laughs>